0: Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, co-founder, Cammie. Hey there, Cammie.
1: Hey, Bryant. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: No, excellent. Um, I'm doing really well. Um, I'm excited about today's topic. You know, we pick uh, myths, legends, stories. We've been hitting a lot of the classic kind of myth stuff lately. A few Greeks, myths, and some... <laughs> buggle bears and all that, and uh now we're gonna talk about uh we've we've had some success in like ancient Chinese myth, and we're returning to that in a way, talking about the found the the accredited founder of what Taoism as a philosophy, also a religious taoism, but uh he's known as Lao Tzu, uh which isn't really even a name, did you know that well, I mean it's a name, but it's not like Bob right, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm really excited about this. I I like would read about Taoism a lot when I was younger and I, I still kinda do now and I was always been fascinated by it. Um I don't know if you've ever this is probably your first time really looking into it, yeah.
1: For the most part, yeah. Yeah. I remember everyone had that book, The The Tao of Pooh.
0: Yes, yeah. That was a really great western I listened to the audiobook maybe a year ago now. Really oh, well really? done. Yeah, it was a really good like way to bring it into like Western thought um with examples and, and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really that's well, wow, I I'm glad you mentioned that. I completely forgot that book existed. <laughs> no, it's really good. I'll I'll look up what who the author is and mention it before the, the show's done. Um because that's that is really worth reading if you wanna look into uh philosophical Taoism. It's definitely a great stepping stone. So uh but as the show goes, Cammy will give us a story related to Tao to will Lao Tzu. Uh, She's going to explain Taoism. Um, (laughs) And then afterwards, uh, I'll kind of lead a little discussion on this uh, pretty mythical figure. So I'm I'm excited. But Cammie, uh, why don't you take it away?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I use theworldsreligionsprofessors.com, their Lao Tzu article, and then also, of course, Wikipedia. Many tapestries tell the story of the wise old sage Lao Tzu. He was born both an old man and a babe, but he became tired of the misguarded bureaucracy and bad judgment in his home country. He gathered his belongings and his boy apprentice and packed up his things on a water buffalo who carried the pair west to the desert. As they traveled, a thin vapor began to emit from the sage, and the more lost in thought he became, the larger the vapor cloud. It soon reached well ahead of the party, to the guard of the pass. The guard knew a wise man, and a sage was approaching from the thick mist, so he set his mind to learn from the wise one. When Lao Tzu finally approached, days after the warning signal reached the border, the guard had pleaded with him not to leave China, but to stay and share his knowledge with the people. Lao Tzu was not interested in staying in his country, but he knew the guard would not let him leave without sharing his insights. So he managed to turn back along the path and find a village to stay in for the night. While he was there, he procured some long scrolls and began to write. After several nights had passed, the wise man was finished recording his teachings. He then rode again to the edge of China, where the border guard again stopped him. This time... He produced his papers, and the guard eagerly took his ideas so that he might learn wisdom and permitted the sage to pass. Lao Tzu left his land and vowed not to return, but his knowledge guided the people of China for millennia in the form of the Tao Te Ching.
0: (laughs) It is a tricky word. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so you'll see, like, yeah, the, the the tau like it's that t-a-o i i believe that from my what i've heard it's it's kind of pronounced like a a, a bit of a d so dao dao De jing um okay so just yeah just as like a heads up you'll you'll see that because it, sometimes it's even seen as like one word and it's literally just d's instead of t's dao De jing. so um
1: i should have asked you before i know read it's, that i it, forgot it was in there
0: I, yeah, you know, I, like, I played the Dynasty Warriors games, and that's about half of my, like, uh, how to correctly pronounce these, um, Chinese names, like, experience was from that, and that's about it, uh, and then, like I said, I've listened to a few, like, I I listened to the Dao Pu, and I've listened to a few other, like, books, um, or read a few other books on it, and stuff like that, um, and by the way, oh, that so the Tao I I forgot the Tao of Pooh. It's written by Benjamin Hoff. That book came out in 1982. I can't believe that. Oh uh, wow, that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, um, because I mean, our Taoism our like seeping into Western culture um, wasn't a, a fast uh, thing for sure. It's it's, I mean, but but I I believe it. Um, really really worth looking at and not not very long, but really good. Uh, it's kind of wild how well um, a fat bear is. A great exemplar are of Taoism, but uh, kid bears aside, uh, so Lao Tzu is so that 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 name um, essentially kind of means like uh, Master Lao um, or or Old Lao. The 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 Z or the Zu, however you've seen it, it, it could be written in many different ways. Um, essentially, kind of means uh, Master, and Lao means old. So kind of at its base, it means old master. There's some other ways too that it can be interpreted. Um, Some people believe that it kind of means like old boy, basically, which is kind of like um, in some ideas of Taoism, like your 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 best like uh, modes of thought are when you're like a little innocent kid or an old part of a man. So that's like the, the way it goes. So it's kind of like seeing some people interpret it that way for that reason. Uh, you might even see um, the the Su part, Lao Tzu, uh, Sun Tzu, Master Sun. Sun Tzu wrote the Art of War in the fifth century, so that you're going to see that name um, a lot too. I think even Confucius, which is a like a romanization of Kong Su as well, Master Kong. So um, Confucius wasn't his name; uh, it was like a an interpretation of it. Um, so just to kind of give you a timeline, uh, yeah, I just mentioned that Sun Tzu wrote. The Art of War in the fifth century BC. I think everyone kind of knows that, um, and the Han Dynasty, which I believe we talked about during the Guan Yu episode we did, that that dynasty, one of the the most famous dynasties, the Imperial Han Dynasty, was from the fourth century BC to the fourth century AD. Um, that so just to kind of kind of place where you where we we are right now, because um, what the evidence that we have of Lao Tzu comes from this this man. His name is Sima Chan, or, or Chan, Q-I-A-N. I believe that the Q gives it a ch sound. Uh, this man, he's incredibly important for how, what we know about um, Lao Tzu and, and the stories of his time. Um, he was a historian who wrote about this around 100 B.C., so kind of a, uh, getting into the Han Dynasty. It's pretty young, but he's the one who's writing about it. And he wrote this incredible piece called The Records um, of the Historian. Uh, it covers about 2,000 years of history, and it was a model of historical writing for Asia um, in China and Japan up until the 20th century. So this was an extremely well-done work, um, extremely important and very influential, and it's where we get a lot of the stories from. Now, it's um, I-, I wanted to talk about this and kind of put it in part with, you know, we talk about so much Roman and Greek stuff. Um, I-, I can't remember, we talked recently about a... Um, a philosopher, a Greek philosopher, heavily. I can't remember who it was. So Cami it can out, "If you remember, but um, you know, Aristotle, uh, Homer. We mentioned countlessly. Homer of the sixth century um, BCE. Try and try and think like across the." I don't know, across Asia from Greece, this is kind of when this is happening. These analogous times, that's kind of what I want you to have in your head. Um, So, I mean, uh, you know, Sima-Chan living around, uh, he was born around 145, lived until about 86 BCE. So, I mean, we're, you know, smack into Roman stuff at that point, you know, going heavy uh, into the empire. Um, The Christianization is on its way soon. Uh, So, yeah, I I, I just kind of wanted to bring that into your heads to think about. Um, but what's crazy about Miss Master Lao is, is, you know, we, we have several sources. This is sort of the oldest that we have is from sima Um, we don't have too much more, but the things are really well documented here. I mean, if sima writing about 2000 years of history, a lot of it's going to be kind of fictitious, fictitious, um, in, in the same way as like, uh, Greek philosophers would you you know use Zeus as a in a historical sense. Um it's sort of like that, but it's it's really wild to see uh that and um so the the Lao Tzu is is really accredited for writing the Tao Te Ching like you mentioned and it's tough to say I I I used I used Britannica Wikipedia. Um there's also this bit on from uh Stanford Edu and um iep.utm.edu uh that helped me kind of get some of these things it it seems like it's not possible like in in the 20th century when a lot of these things got unearthed and western interest really rose in it um, and modern historical practices came it it just kind of seemed like this isn't possible for this person who have written these things because these stories either like some of the writings don't match timeline wise and it just doesn't seem like it's possible so I, i think Historically, it, it's sort of one of those things where it's like it, it, Master Lao Lao Tzu wasn't uh, an individual, or if he was, he didn't do everything that we believe he did. But certainly, his influence is there, and and that's concrete enough. And it was so early; I mean, it was two thousand years ago that it cemented in society that it practically is real. And I like I said, there's there's religious Taoism and then there's philosophical Taoism. Like the Pooh book is based off of philosophical Taoism, but there are people who take it a little more seriously. Um I have I, I know he I mentioned it once there's the the video game Warriors Orochi Kami, I'm sure you remember yeah. that and in the newest or the latest two or three, they included like Zeus and Poseidon. They included like gods in it. Because um, sure. it was based, the the villain was this Japanese demon Orochi, this like god demon Orochi. That's who you had to fight. And they started including, and they include. I don't remember what figure they picked from Taoism, but they include Taoist like figures in this and stuff like that. So it's it's like a big deal. I mean, it it would the equivalent would be like if Jesus was in the game. I'm just like saying like if he just showed up and was like had a cross like with blades on. He's like I'm ready. Um, like so. when he was
1: fighting Thor.
0: Yes, yeah. When f- Jesus and Thor briefly fought, as per that one uh, Iceland, I can't remember that philosopher or um, that writer. I remember that now. That was yeah, that wasn't was it reference. like a
1: poem by it, uh, a lady actually? It
0: was a woman who wrote that. Yeah, yeah. she was like, you know what? I'm gonna prove it. Um, what, what was she proving? Was she proving Jesus was tougher? I can't even remember now.
1: Um, well, I think it was like the the Thor. Didn't Thor win?
0: I, I think I think that was the point of it. I think it was yeah, trying like a pagan revival sort of thing. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, the 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 battle between sort of religious and uh, philosophical, it's not quite there, but there has been some friction mainly between. So Buddhism heavily took over um, China as a land. You know, it, China, saying China is tough; it's not exactly. It wasn't unified until very recently, and um, but but still, Buddhism was kind of the main. Sort of religion with with Confucius, uh, Confucianism as well. Confucius philosophy. Confucius, by the way, just to kind of give us the timeline, um, he lived five fifty one to four seventy nine BCE. So um, Confucius is right around the time of Lao Tzu's like uh, understanding of him. Um, we believe he was born around the sixth, traditionally the sixth century, sometimes the fourth century BCE. He died around the fifth century. It, it's tough because it's just not. We don't have the same kind of sources that we do for someone like um, Confucius as a figure, but um, I I loved so so um, what, one thing at one point I really want to make here or the, the point I really want to show is how did how did this guy become so like why why do we still talk about him? We talk about Confucius because uh, his. His writings were very exact philosophies he had, he had students. Um, it was very direct and and the sort the primary sources are, are very direct. These primary sources aren't so direct. Simatron's um, piece, the historical piece is there. What really seems to have done it is um, uh, what Wikipedia calls ha- ha- hagiographies, which means um, I believe uh, like um, like saintly biographies Hagio like the Hagio Sophia means like um, holy. Um, and and we usually talk about this in a Christian sense of like uh, the life a hagiography is like the life of a saint. Um, so they they use that term here too because of the philosophical religious connection. But there were these throughout the next oh, the next thousand two thousand years where we have all these hagiographies of Lao Tzu, people making connections to him. Um, there was this uh, I, oh so one really important thing was in um, one forty seven um, uh, C.E. Uh, Emperor Huan uh, built a palace on a traditional site of Lao Tzu's uh, birthplace and authorized veneration and sacrifice. So that was a really big deal. And a few um, years before that, in um, 79 B.C., uh, there was this book, The Lives of the Immortals, by um, Li Zhuan by um, uh, at which which venerated him and one of uh, another sort of like philosophical figure, um, Yin, who was said in this piece to be like his student, and they were said to be kind of immortal. So there was this piece, and then there you know this there's this sort of like ripple effect of these teachings. and then just the right people at the right time were able to say, yeah this is this is a big deal, especially when an emperor does it and venerates a site um the statues started being made there were statues around of him today um, and it became a bigger and bigger deal so it was really cool to see that but the hagi- the hagiographies those those like people writing about it much later it's sort of like Brunzo Virgil writing about. Everyone, you know, um, that's really what I see. One thing I love that I have to mention is um, there is a work known by the title. This is like a direct translation. The Supreme Numinous Treasures Sublime Classic on Laozi's Conversion of the Barbarians. Um, this is what um, the uh, IEP.ucm.edu says the probably the most inflammatory work. Um, w- this was done by uh, this group called the Celestial Masters. I can't remember the, the name of the gentleman who wrote this, but this group was into the religious aspect of taoism which is still a thing today and and is absolutely important um and but uh, it it says that um laozi left china through the western pass um going to india and and transmorphed into the original historical buddha and converted the barbarians again barbarians i think is a loose term meaning like okay, everyone so out so
1: i saw that yeah yeah i saw where they were saying that he was the original buddha
0: isn't that that's wild yeah that reminds me of all of the you know like every um medieval scholar was trying to write a make a connection to uh, you know whoever they needed to to caesar to well, Zeus.
1: there is some weird stuff with buddha's birth too i don't remember exactly like Lao Tzu, sure. Su, i think was born out of his mother's like it was like armpit or calf or something yeah
0: there's several stories based and, on his birth
1: yeah and so um the buddha was also i want to say born like not
0: naturally not in like a
1: average way or whatever
0: yeah so there was some Uh, like connection there he was a siddhartha gartama he was a uh, prince or a king and then he kind of yeah he like transcended um yeah that's a different podcast episode um but i just love that this was these uh the person who wrote that was arguing with a buddhist monk and he wrote this as like a, well you know actually this is how it happened and it just totally reminds me of the medieval spats and and these guys um what was it geoffrey of monmouth the welsh writer who was like actually everyone who's english is trojan did you know that <laughs> like you know like everyone was writing these connections um just because they would you know they they just had the writing eloquence to do that so that's that was the big thing I kind of wanted to cover, though, was I or the, that was the thing I wanted to, to find out. I was like, why if 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 we don't even really know I mean, again, this name is just the old master. He does have some like other names that he's been given. Um, I, 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 I'm not an expert on the Chinese languages to to explain that properly. Please, if someone can, please do. But um, but the, the Lao Tzu, that's the name. He, he Like I said, that that'd be like me just being called old master. So if, if I, if this guy who, whose name we don't truly even know, who we're not even sure existed, but we ascertain that he wrote this this one piece, which has been, this, this piece was translated from this time period, so like the 5th century BCE in China and in Japan for hundreds of years. It was such an influential piece. And then um, in 182 or in 100 BCE, we get Sima Chan's piece that the historical piece that's mentioning it, I mean, it's it's really crazy to think about. And again, like, think of Simachan as like a Virgil figure almost here um, and in his importance of everything, uh, connecting it. Poor guy, too, didn't have a really good life. He, he got blamed for something, or he, he stood by someone after a military failure uh, was going to be killed. He decided to get castrated. Didn't like that. But he kept going. He kept writing. He became a court eunuch and wrote more. So kudos to you, um, Simachan, for... Sticking to your principles and just continuing on when it was really hard to pee. but that's a that's that's about all I have. I could go crazier into all of this i I know that there's a lot going on, but you know the Tao Te Ching, the important work by Lao Tzu can't really be by him there's there's stories and there's connections that don't really make sense um see one thing Sima John even mentions in the his historical piece how um Lao Tzu and Confucius met. They just totally like, tapped it up. Said, "Hey, what's up, brother?" I uh, so I, I think yeah, they were trying. I, to le-
1: yeah, I was reading Legitimize
0: these connections, um, and and, and uh, I when I was reading through my things, you know, they were trying to like, some people were trying to in this these time periods and and today throughout the last thousand years we're trying to make trying to legitimize Confucius uh, Confucianism as some form of Buddhism as taoism is some form of buddhism and vice versa like they were trying all of these were trying to legitimize each other with the old ways but that they're new but they're not that new they're actually just this so i think that's kind of where we get a lot of the um why we have so many of the hagiographies because they were like oh i like these ideas but like they're technically like not this tradition so we need to like make these connections again just like how these medieval guys did especially once they needed to christianize everything so I really like this. I'm I'm glad that you were able to find a nice story, Cammie, and I'm glad you were able to talk about this. I hope uh, everyone here has enjoyed it and learned a little something from it. Uh, I think that's about all I have to talk about with it. I could go on, of course, but um, did you want to add anything else before we left?
1: Uh, Sully's really enjoying this, Brian. So. Uh,
0: right, no, I can totally tell, yeah. Well, everyone, uh, I think uh, this one should be, I think, the second one of the new year, right? Yeah. So um, I hope everyone's enjoying their new year so far. Uh, we're going to continue to keep hitting episodes weekly. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover. Mystery with an I E, all in one word. Um, Facebook group is there. YouTube channel, uh, all podcast services. You know the drill. So I, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, everyone, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Oh. We have a dog.